Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final Of course we did. I mean, we did that uh, album review about a year ago as well. True. Of course we're going to get that darkness. Stallions love darkness. And that album review we are referring to is episode number six over a year ago we did this one in february 2022 and of course we are talking about the one the only the boss bruce springsteen the man who is 70 something years old ripping his shirt off at concert playing for 26 to 28 songs a night and absolutely bringing the heat with the incredible E Street band that has just continued throughout over the years. People don't know myself, Spruce. This is probably my favorite artist ever. What a fucking concert we're about to dive into that took place in Detroit, Michigan on March 29th. Yeah, just absolutely rowdy show. What was it? It was a Wednesday, right? Yeah, Little Caesars Arena. Yep. Yeah, so for those who don't know, that's where the Detroit Pistons play basketball, the Detroit Red Wings play hockey. It's a pretty big arena built in 2017. I'm going to go look it up, see how many it holds. But, I mean, it's over 20,000, and I'm pretty sure this concert was sold out. I mean, for those who don't know... uh this was Bruce Bruce's first time touring in like eight years besides his solo stuff that he did on Broadway. Um, I have was introduced to them from my dad who's seen him over 40 times. This was probably my like seventh time, I think, seeing him. And we were actually, my dad and I were supposed to see him in Columbus about two weeks before this. And about an hour before we were leaving the day of the show, it got canceled because uh, someone, I assume Bruce was sick. Uh, so it got postponed to September, which now I'm kind of happy about. I get a nice six months in between. I start my summer with Bruce and my summer with Bruce. Um, so I got a little blue ball there, and I was so just even more hyped for this concert because of that. Yeah. I mean, I I envy you. Yeah, that's, like, that's honestly may have been a blessing in disguise just simply because of the timing. Not that, like getting a couple Bruce concerts in a two week span wouldn't be cool, but it is kind of nice that like, you know, you got this one and now you got like, you know, quite a few more months to let the anticipation build up for the Columbus one. And I was told by our very own rich barbaric King of Dave Matthews tailgating and all things, Dave that, and honestly King of Bruce as well, but he said, uh, it is the last stops uh, before they take like a month break. That's two days before Bruce's birthday as well, which is September 23rd. And it's a Thursday, so I think they're going to come out swinging, and I'm looking forward to it. But right now I want to reminisce on what we experienced in Detroit, which was Klepp's first Bruce show. Uh, and we also had our buddy Matt Bogard tag along, Nature Maddie, who has done a bunch of photos for us. Go check him out at Nature Maddie or at Brogard is another one of his accounts. 
And uh, last minute, he jumped along because my mom couldn't go. The boys, we headed up to Detroit, met Club from Toledo, uh, literally walked in. It was the club had some great parking. Uh, shoot us some DMs if you want to know great parking around Little Caesars. Club will tell you where to find it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, we uh, waited in line, got our merch, got our beers, got our hot dogs. And precisely at 7.45, Bruce walked out to his first song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which he? was, which was No Surrender off Born in the USA. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, excellent song choice. Get the crowd engaged right away. You know, a song that everyone knows, just lock it in. And what was interesting, so there's a good portion of the band that was out there for this song, but not everyone. And that was like kind of a cool thing that kind of happened throughout the concert is like, more people just like kept coming on stage as they got deeper into the set. Yep. And so for reference, there is the normal uh, E Street Band lineup that they have there. Um, but those people that Clapper mentioning is an entire horn section, like literally like five extra horns, all of different varieties, and probably like five extra backup singers as well. Mm-hmm. And um, they even had like a guy on bongos and different drums, which I had not seen at previous Bruce concerts. Um, and yeah, they just came out swinging for those as well. Who don't know, Bruce, uh, did put out an album last year, but it was mostly, or it was all just soul Motown covers. Um, so people weren't really sure what they were going to play and man, did they bring out a variety of different songs, but again, coming out with no surrender was, uh, great. It's not like one of the most popular ones, but the way that starts off really hits and, Set set a tone for the damn night and brought us into Ghosts, which is a song off Bruce's album from COVID, um, a, a Letter to You, uh, and that was at number two. And I feel like almost, I mean, we'll see as we go through the set list, but I feel like this tour was almost a tour for that album rather than only the strong survive simply because they didn't get to tour that 2020 album, a letter to you. Um, and yeah, like you said, the only the strong survive is all covers. It's not Bruce Springsteen in the E street band. It's just a Bruce Springsteen album. Whereas was a letter to you. Is that Bruce solo too? Or is that with the E street band? That's with the full band. Yeah, so there's that component of it too. You know, the, a letter to use the most recent E Street Band album. So I think both of those factors led to more of those songs being featured. Absolutely. No, they did a great job. I thought Ghost was the best song off that album. Um, and they did a great job with that. Uh, it was kind of funny. Um, when I was just sitting there the, during the first two songs, you're just like, all right, Bruce is 70. Like, uh, it kind of sounded like whether like he was having like a rough time singing, I guess, no surrender and even parts of ghost. And it wasn't anything like too crazy, but like uh, my dad mentioned it to me after, which I was like, okay, maybe I was hearing the same thing. Something happened as they went into the third song 
prove it all night where Bruce just fucking turned it the fuck up and holy shit for the rest of the concert did him and everyone else on stage just sound like you're literally in the fucking mid 70s just seeing Bruce go wild and yeah yeah no I yeah so sorry I mean I, I don't mean to interrupt you but I also just wanted to say something else that was pretty prominent and stood out early on for me uh, especially during Prove It All Night, was the feature of Bruce on guitar, something he does not do often. He's got two other guitarists, Steve Van Zant and Niles Lagren, and Bruce was ripping fucking solos. As a guitarist, I'm like, holy shit, I wish I could do that. And people dog his shit on guitar, and he came out swinging, dude. Yeah, no, he he ripped off quite a few impressive solos. That that was honestly what one thing I was gonna say too. Yeah, prove it all night was rowdy. A little darkness. And then we can continue number four into a new song. Again, the title track Letter to You. Um, which is a, just a great song in general. It's about Bruce's first band, the Castiles. Uh, I think there's four or five of them in like grade school or high school, but Bruce is the last man alive out of that band. And that was the concept of the album, a letter to you writing in memory, being the last man standing. And um, there's a really cool documentary. I, I don't might've been on Apple, might've been on HBO. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube nowadays but just a letter to you. It walks through every single song and them creating it in studio and Bruce kind of giving a little detail, but then you actually see the whole band perform it like in the studio they recorded it. And uh, it was a really cool, like hour, hour and a half doc. Yeah. And I mean, he, he talked to the crowd too, kind of explaining what you just said, which was, I thought pretty cool. I mean, we kind of knew it because we did the homework ahead of time, but you know, if you were just there, just to you know not trying to overthink it and enjoy the show like you know then that would have been like you know a nice touch and i don't know the way like you'd you'd hear the emotion in bruce's voice and you could tell how much the song meant to him definitely it was nice uh coming out to just kind of some new songs uh and then they went in number five to an all-time live song, The Promised Land, off of Darkness. Yeah, we got a lot of darkness. And we love it so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, The Promised Land is just an all-time Bruce song. Um, love, love when they play this one live with the harmonica. And... But after that promised land is when we enter my favorite part of the set, these next three songs. So at number six is Out in the Street, which is a song, I don't know, Club, it's off the river. Did you know that song that well? Um, I did not know it super well because I haven't, man, I need to. Um, but I, the river is like probably the best Bruce album that I haven't actually listened to, like, start to finish i know like a good handful of songs off of it this one was not one so so i mean it it was super cool to hear because now now i do know it and like 
you know recognize There's... it's a great song um but i didn't know like recognize it right away when he played it live i'll say the uh studio version is kind of much more milder than what they do live there's a version on youtube i think it's 2012 at hyde park in london okay um, if you go look it up um i think or maybe it was like 2010 or 11 but nonetheless i think clarence was still alive during this one as well and like the like the way like at the end of the song when they're like well i'm out on the street Susie," and like they just keep going like down the line of like all the people they're like i'm out on the street baby <laughs> like it's such a good performance and the way that you can translate studio music into live and make it stick in a way that's different than the studio is like such a huge part of music. Um, but yeah, so we go from out in the street into Candy's room, which is a snare ride. Yeah. Another darkness song. Like they just keep um, coming. Yeah. It's a really a unique song altogether with how it's set up and, the way it's built up max weinberg's hands must have been quite sore after that one yeah at, at least it's only like a two and a half three minute song mm -hmm. i was definitely worried for him i was like man that is gonna build up some fatigue <laughs> <laughs> he's only been doing it for 50 something years mm, true um but then at number eight the song of the night for spruce i'll second it Kitty's Back, about a 10 to 15 minute version of Kitty's Back. And this is when the big band came out to play. Literally standing up front, everyone taking turns. I mean, if you know Kitty's Back, the song, I mean, it's an absolute roller coaster of a tune where it just doesn't make sense at points. There's a part in the middle with the horns I always reference. It makes me feel like I'm just in the tornado in the Wizard of Oz where it's like, down, down. And then it just goes out into like you're in a fucking jazz club. And they did that part, like the part leading up to like the chaos. They took five minutes of just every horn taking a turn and laying it out. Yep. And I guess the other uh, component of it, that was the first song off of The Wild, The Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle that we got. It was. You know, people were looking at us like we were freaks at the show. There was like some girl next to Bogart and I that just kept being like, I can't. I love you. You know every song. And I'm like, honey, turn that way. It's Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> like, Quit talking to me. <laughs> I understand. I know the lyrics. It's just been ingrained in my fucking skull. <laughs> Um, all right, so number nine, we actually get one off of the new song, or sorry, Only the Strong Survive, the new album that came out yep. last year. Again, the soul covers. This one was Night Shift by the Commodores. Yep, amazing tune. And yeah, I mean, usually Bruce has been playing one song off of Only the Strong Survive, and this has been the the frequent choice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a great song. So hard, hard to be upset with it. This was the one when I was laying in bed that night, I just couldn't, I was just like, at the night shift, like, <laughs> like it's a complete just boogie. Mm-hmm. And then 
the next song is where the real surprises start to kick in. So I had done a little bit of set list research before the show. Spruce deliberately said he did not want to. He just kind of wanted to experience it without having to think about the set list and what songs were being played too much, which totally fair. So I, I like to do that a lot too. But since it was my first Bruce show, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a little research. And the song that was played next i hadn't seen on any set list this tour and sure enough it was the tour debut of this song we got it in the motown darkness on the edge of town that title track and clap you mentioned it before we i think we started recording or right when we started but yeah that intro does sound like a bunch of different bruce songs and you aren't like right away like sounds like backstreets almost and the fact that it was darkness oh, just hit it just hit and that song is again bruce puts together these songs that just like are not traditional in a way that they're set up like i try to describe like certain parts and i'm like you remember the part where it's like da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and i wish i could convey it right now but yep go listen to our album review on darkness in the edge of town it seriously was very very fun to dive into and yeah, and so at this point too, we're 10 songs deep into the set list. Four of them are off of Darkness on the Edge of Town. But we're going to head right on back to early, early Bruce off of his second album, The Young, The Wild, and The Innocent. Or in the, yeah, The Innocent. And we, we will be going to the E Street Shuffle. I'll never forget. So when they started playing this, um, so yeah, at at the show, Spruce is to my left, and then Spruce's pops was to my right, and he turns to me when they start playing this. And he's like, "This song right here is worth the price of admission." Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, damn right, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. This was, dude. It's crazy how much I didn't really know this song and or this like album until like mid last year. Like I was very much like mid Bruce, like eighties and. Like I listened to some like seventies, obviously like Born to Run and stuff. But the first two albums, I was kind of blind to in a sense. And, you were blinded by the light. Uh, yeah, I was blinded by the light. And another cover, I honestly probably should in our, uh, should have put in our top ten covers. I'm an idiot. That so I, I thought about it, but yeah, I like the Bruce version way more, so couldn't do it. I uh, shit. I honestly may have said Manfred Man Van would have been better than Bruce because that, but. That's for, uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that song, the fact that they th throw chopsticks in that, I don't know. Nonetheless, go listen to our top 10 cover that might have come out before this. <laughs> Not sure yet. Well, now, now it is. <laughs> well, here we go, then. We're going to continue down uh, to number 12, Johnny 99, which this is a song off Nebraska that is a very, very slow acoustic harmonica song that gets turned into absolutely party rock and roll sometimes when done live. And we got blessed with that exact version. We sure did. And was this the only song off of Nebraska that was played? I'm just scanning. It might. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yep. Sure looks like it. Yep, go go check that out. That might be another one at Hyde Park in London that they do the version that I'm speaking of. And 
holy shit it was so fucking good um i'm very 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 glad we got that one that was in my top three for sure yeah i mean yeah that one was super high energy just like very fun and yeah i mean i only knew the nebraska version which is acoustic-y still very good but seeing this rendition of it was a party and then straight from a party we went to the end of the night slowdown with last man standing at number 13 just acoustic with barry danielian on trumpet yep and that another song off that 2020 album letter to you which yeah last man standing bruce is the last man standing so this actually might have been earlier i said that he talked to the crowd during letter to you it might have actually been this song where he talked to the crowd mm -hmm. i think so um but from there we picked it right back up with a one-off born to run one of my favorites backstreets yeah yeah this is at this point i think backstreets was the first born to run song played right i believe so yeah. um it was and they yeah this is another one just very piano driven can easily be picked up with darkness but they both have their own ways of just moving through each song and very 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 oh, the way bruce song. sings it is just electric dude that part of the end where he's like hiding on the back streets and we're hiding on the back streets well all right and we're going on the back streets tonight yeah that that, that might honestly be my favorite song off of born to run Oh, hot take. I love it, dude. I would e love either that or another one that we heard later. <laughs> well, we continue with an actual cover, but one that Bruce has done for many, many years. Well, he, uh, he's his... a co-writer, wasn't he? Well, Patty Smith is his wife. So it's uh, sitting at number 15. It's Because of the Night. And Patty Smith group uh, originally wrote it. Uh, that's Bruce's wife. And yep. Yeah, I believe I mean, it's I mean, his wife. Let me see. I I had no idea. Yeah, Mary. But, yep. 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 Um. But yeah, no. That. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It says right here because the night co-written with Bruce Springsteen reached number thirteen on the Billboard Hot 100. Um. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like the Patty version is the version everyone knows like you know she made this song quite famous um yeah that i mean this song was extremely electric live like niles tees off on guitar on this one constantly i love it yes and clap i remember you when niles he always puts like us like feather or something at the end of his guitar and you're like dude he lost his strap <laughs> <laughs> That was great. Um, but we continue straight into another Born to Run, and she's the one. Another and, excellent song. Yeah, excellent song. Uh, kind of a hidden track. Uh, or just, I mean, it's a popular one amongst Bruce fans. But again, Bruce is playing just an array of his entire discography. And continuing as we go to number 17, Wrecking Ball. 
which was I think I believe from 2012 was when that album was released. Like that's when yep. I'm in high school, just loving life and listening to Bruce. And then from there he goes into The Rising, which was off a 2001 album, The Rising. And again, the fact that he can go from 70s to 2012 to 2001, and fuck it. And then to end the main set, he played Badlands, which was, an, yeah, another one off of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah, so we, we main set list, 19 songs, and we got half of Darkness on the Edge of Town. What more could you really ask for? It is the rising drill during that and wrecking ball, dude. Like those are just incredible songs. And like people know all of old Bruce. They're like, born the USA. I'm like, bro, I'm on up, dude. Yeah. Rising. The, go rising, go wrecking ball. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so good. But we knew Bruce was coming out with some hitters during the encore. He always does something that is up for debate. Bogart was like, I don't like this. Uh, and I can also understand, but, at least for the last two or three times I've seen Bruce, he's very much into turning on the lights during the encore. It's a thing he does. It wasn't just during our exact set. So the lights did come on uh, for the entire encore. Yeah, I did notice that, but it, it did not bother me at all. Yeah, I was interested. I remember I was kind of like, why is he doing this when I saw him like eight years ago? But I mean... Yeah, it didn't make for that much, especially when you're not that close and the light show's not a huge factor. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, but started off with one of all-timers, Thunder Road. Yeah. Um, yep, like you said, bringing out the heavy hitters. Literally top three Bruce song for me. And right into Born to Run, another one off the Born to Run album. We've gotten more than half that album at this point. Or yeah, not yet. Bruce not, is on not, the mound, not, not and yet. he's just throwing paint. Actually, we've had exactly half that album. So, Oh, but, Born to Run? Well, yeah, we have half, but let's just say we're going to cross that threshold soon here. Yep. Right, so, 22, so the third song in the encore, top three Bruce song as well, Rosalita, come out oh, tonight. Destroy me. Yep. Destroy we got and, and i guess I, one, one one thing i just want to add about rosalita that was like really funny so like you you know that part where it builds right before it goes doo -doo, doo -doo 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 -doo. like do you remember when bruce was like making monkey ears and like a bunch of the guys were like up there just dude like, i have a video of that i have i i, I have to include that in a reel or whatever we post with it because i got a video of that when yep. they were like grabbing his nose and be like rah, 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 rah. yep yep that was absolutely nuts i couldn't believe what i was seeing yeah dude oh, they do a good i mean they've just been doing those songs for 50 60 years it's incredible like they can still just have as much fun with it and like something we, we didn't mention but with kitty's bag something they did when they would tour back in the 70s on that was shine a spotlight in the back of the arena and they did it during this show where they were like who's that coming back in town here she comes here she comes and they were just like who's that can you see can you see and then they just bust into kitty's back in town whoa <laughs> yeah That's it's right. they did no dude that. Dude, the antics are just so good, man. It's a huge part of the show, and you love to see them still having fun with it and still enjoying playing these next two songs that 
I forget our part of even Bruce's life. And then you go and listen to Glory Days at 23, then number 24, Dancing in the Dark. Uh, just songs that are ingrained into just our skulls. And sometimes you're like, I've heard that song so much. I It's not one of my favorites. And then you go back and you're just like, this gun's for hire. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Yeah, dude. Like those tunes. Like, How do you create such beautiful, beautiful tunes like that? It's well done. But number 25, this is when we will cross the threshold into majority six songs. Or sorry, five songs off of Born to Run. We get that 10th Avenue freeze out where they show pictures of Dan Federici and Clarence Clemens, who are uh, two original members that have passed away from the East Street Band. And then that's when they, or sorry, they introduced the East Street Band during Dancing in the Dark. But man, when I love when Bruce goes, you can now go home and tell your friends you've experienced the heart stopping, bands dropping, booty shaking, Viagra taking, earthquake and <laughs> street band. <laughs> like, that's a signature that they do, but as they've gotten older, they threw in that Viagra taken. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, 10th Avenue freeze out. This was just like, like all control was lost. And Bruce just like started walking around like this riser that like separated like the from the seats kind of and he was just like strolling through, like smacking hands and everything, and just singing this amazing song. <laughs> it is. And yeah, they went out, the whole band went away, took their bows, and I thought it was over, but you pointed out, thank God you looked at the set list. You were like, Bruce always comes out for one more acoustic song. And he came out and did, I'll see you in my dreams. Yep, another one off that 2020 album, Letter to You. And definitely considering that they ended the whole show with that song, I feel like my original statement that this is more of a tour for that album, I feel like is well supported. I agree. I agree. And what an experience. My dad said it was easily a top 10. And again, my dad's seen him 40 wow. plus times. But he said it was a top 10 concert for him over Bruce. Like the electricity was nuts. And like, honestly, the reviews from not just, I mean, the critics are saying this tour has been fantastic, but I mean, he's already come to Cleveland and again, we're going to see him in Columbus, but everyone in Cleveland, the Cleveland scene have just only had great things to say. And like I said, I, the first song in, I was like, oh man, is Bruce getting that like old syndrome? Like, I mean, we're all getting old, so I don't know why I said syndrome, but is Bruce getting old? Well, he is, but he still has it. And so does all the musicians that are playing with him. Seriously, that was an unbelievable experience, and I cannot wait to do it again in a couple months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible show. And at the end of the year, I'm sure we'll probably do our you know top concerts of the year. And if we were to do it today, it would definitely be in mind. But yeah, that, that was just bonkers. It was. Yeah, shout out. Yep. That was great. Again, hit up club for the parking. We got in and out of there in five minutes, headed back to Cleveland, got some good night's sleep, um, and just prepared for more concerts that are on the way because we have a lot coming up this summer. Indeed, yeah, particularly towards the end of 
actually beginning and June, end of June, all of June for me. Yeah, you are a June freak, dude. Four days in a row, four concerts. That's a crazy concept. Yep. <laughs> all crazy cities. But like, yeah. Completely different genres, too. That's going to be nuts. And we'll stay at it. We'll continue to post about it. Keep following us. We love y'all. Um, shout out to Bruce, Frankstein, and the E Street Bands. My name is Bruce. I'm Clip. And this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallion. <laughs> <laughs>